God might help us with it tonight. So I want you to take your Bible, please, to the book of 1 Timothy. We're going into the book of 1 Timothy, and we're going to chapter number 2. Now we'll be in the book of Timothy, we'll be in the book of Proverbs, we'll be in the book of 1 Corinthians, we'll be in the book of Genesis, and uh, we'll just be all over everywhere. I want you to take your time and go with it. I've got a lot of notes. I'll not get it all preached, but I'll try my best to condense it to the best of my ability and give you these things. It's something God put on my heart, and uh, it got bigger. I just quit studying on it, and uh, there's just too much. What I preach some of these times, you just can't get it all in in one message. And so we'll look at it. So tonight, 1 Timothy, I want you to stand and we'll look at chapter number 2 of the book of 1 Timothy. I'm going to skip down and start with tonight in verse number 8. And now it starts off with the men, so I'm going to come back later with another message. I'm working on that right now with the men. And then I want to bring the order that God has for the church. The church has an order too. And we got to keep uh, what God has laid out and we got to follow the scriptures. We can't follow what we think. Amen. It's not you and me. It's God. And we want God to do his work in our hearts. And when I get through preaching tonight, I hope you're satisfied and settled on that there's no way a woman can preach the word of God. Amen. And no way that God would ever call one. Amen. I want you to get that settled in your mind. Amen. If your cousin next week is a preacher and she says God's called her, I want you to give her the word of God that I'm giving you tonight. Yeah. I've got a cousin that's pastoring somewhere and uh, she's out of, out of line, out of order. Amen. Amen. God don't call ladies to the ministry. Now, God is not against you, ladies. Amen. I'll prove that to you tonight. But in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 8, he said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broidered hair or gold or pearls or costly array. There's a lot of preaching in that. I'm not going to deal with the adornment of women, amen. Uh, you know what ad, adorn is? Add ornaments, amen. I could preach on adding ornaments, but I'm not doing that tonight, amen. And so you look at this, he says in verse 10, but which becometh women professing godliness. And that's what God wants every woman to do, professing godliness. When you put on anything, whatever you wear, ladies, it ought to profess godliness. Yeah. Amen. Now that's all I'm going to say about that. That's, I'm saving some for later preaching. With good works, he says. Then in verse 11, here's where I want to look. Let the women learn in silence with all subjection. Did you get it? I'm going to read it again. Let the women, or let the woman, excuse me, learn in silence with all subjection. Verse 12 said, But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. The word usurp means to take a position of power or importance by force. It means to assume position of uh, authority or to seize or to take over. That ought to be enough to under, let you understand your position. But look at verse number 13. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. Wasn't Eve first? It was Adam. You know that now. I know you ladies know every bit of what I'm going to tell you tonight. I just want you to accept it and get a hold of it. Verse number 14 said, And Adam was not deceived. And Adam was not deceived. Got it? And Adam was not deceived. The devil deceived Eve, but he did not deceive Adam. So something else happened there. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Now you can be seated and we'll pray. I pray tonight, God, that you'll give us liberty and Lord, give us unction 
And Lord, give us the word of God to declare. May we rightly divide the word of truth. May we preach it. Lord, as you'd have us to preach it tonight, not adding anything or taking anything away from your word. I pray tonight that your will might be done. And we'll thank you for what you accomplish. For it's in Jesus' name we humbly pray. Now we're going to preach on tonight God's order uh, for the woman. And we're going to look at it because God says in 1 Timothy, and he always goes back to Adam and to Eve, and we need to go back to Adam and Eve to figure this out. So he said in verse 13, For Adam was first formed, then Eve. I read it a while ago, but I'm reading it again. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, was in the transgression. Now the woman was deceived. She transgressed. So what happened to Adam? He sinned, amen, by choice. He chose to sin. And the reason is he knew what God had said. He knew what God had told him. And he knew that he was going to lose Amen. If he didn't take sin and he ended up losing anyhow. And he knew he looked at the lesser of the two evils. And he sinned against God because he did not want to be separated from Eve. I believe she done that much to him. And God placed her in the place. Now let's just look at this. Let's look at something here in chapter 2 in verse 11. Going back a minute, the Bible says... In second chapter of First Timothy, chapter two, verse eleven, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. Now that is because of Eve. Amen. And we'll find her sin in just a minute. Verse twelve, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. The woman is is, is to be quiet. Now, why is this? Why did God put it that way? Does God think less of women? No. Amen. He's got her place. Man has his place. Amen. We're going to look at that in just a minute. Husbands and wives need to learn to communicate one with another. And they need to learn to communicate in the way that God wants them to communicate. And God being in the midst. And a woman who thinks she is dominant and thinks she is in control is wrong. Amen. And a man uh, that will not let his wife be what she's supposed to be is in the wrong as well. All right. Now let's look at something else in the Word of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, now we'll be back in Timothy, so keep your place. And let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. I want you to see something in chapter 14. In chapter 14, we're going to look at verse 34 and 35. Now, this is the chapter with the tongue, problems with the tongue. And I've been in business long enough in the work of God to know that most of the time the tongue starts with the women anyhow. And it's not as, that's just typical. They do it. That's just the way they do it. Amen. You men that's married knows that's right. They got to put their two cents in. Three cents or a quarter. Ain't that right? You know that. And uh, women will get the last word. Feller said, I, I, I make sure I get the last word at my house. She says, do this. And said, I said, okay. <laughs> and so a lot of men get the last word that way. But that's not actually what happens. And we want to look at verse 34 and 35. Look at the Word of God. I'm preaching the Bible tonight now. The Bible said in verse 34, Let your women keep silence in the churches. That's plain as the nose on your face. Let your women keep silence in the churches. Why can't they do that? For it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Now we have widows in the church sometimes, and women have a problem since they don't have a husband. 
And what I try to do with that is if a woman's got a problem, she can tell it to me if it's something that is not personal. If it is, I try to get the ladies to get involved in the thing and at least have more than one. And that's what I try to do with speak to women. I try to have more than one. Amen. I try to abstain from just being me and a woman. As a little lady come, well, I say a little old lady, uh, she was younger than me. Well, I don't know where she's younger or not now, come to think about it. She come over to the uh, house. She told me, she said, Preacher, I want to come over and see you, and I want to talk to you. I said, okay. And she said, I want to come over, and I want you to show me something from the Bible. And I said, that is fine. So she came over to the house, drove up. I was living in a pastorium. The fellowship hall was right beside the house. She knocked on the kitchen door, and I opened the door. My wife was standing there, and she said, Are you ready? I said, Yes, ma'am. Wait just a minute. Uh, Honey, get your stuff, and let's go. She said, Oh, no. I just want to see you. I said, Oh, no. My wife goes with me. And I said, I'll meet you out in that building and we'll talk. Oh, no, you mean to tell me you're my pastor and you cannot talk to me one-on-one? I said, I'm your pastor and I'm telling you I can't speak one-to-one with you. I got to have a witness. Now, my wife won't say nothing. She'll sit there and listen. And she's just going to be there to make sure that I don't do anything wrong. I give her the benefit of the doubt, you know. Amen. And uh, I mean, I scared to death of her. She done told me she'd jumped up and down on the coffee table and told her husband what she thought before she ever come over there. And I thought, hey man, you're not going to jump up and down on my coffee table. So I went out to the fellowship building. My wife went with me and she said, preacher, I want to talk to you about my husband. My husband does this and my husband does that. And, and you know what i done? I opened the Word of God and read all this about obedience to her. She slapped it and said, I ain't going to have that. And left. Well, I want to tell you something. You've got to honor the Word of God whether you like it or not. Amen. So I'm telling you, here's what the Bible said, that a woman learned in silence. Amen. She beats in silence, but she learns at home with her husband. Now let's turn, hold your place in Timothy, and go to Genesis. Genesis chapter number 3. Amen. I want to share this with you tonight. We're living in a time transgenderism uh, is, is prominent, and people can't figure out what's going on, whether they're a boy or a girl. And I heard on the news somewhere, I guess it's today or yesterday, I hear so much, and they said that uh, somebody was upset with some of the school systems because some of the school systems was trying to tell and teach their children that they were different than what they were born, or the way they was born, and they was doing that at, at school and they was coming home. And the school is taking on themselves to do that to your children if you got them in public schools. May not be here, but they will get here. Amen. Now just keep that in mind when you're listening to what I'm saying tonight. In Genesis chapter number 3, we want to go to verse number 14. The Bible said in Genesis 3, 14, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now the serpent, who is more subtle than any beast of the field in chapter 3 and verse 1. But we see that Satan has attacked. Now we're going to find from verses 14 down through verse number 19 that God first of all addresses the serpent. Do you see it? In verse number 14 and 15, he addresses the serpent. Then he goes in the same channel and in the same line. And secondly, he addresses the woman in verse 16. You see that? And then he addresses the woman. And then thirdly, he addresses Adam in verse number 17. Also in verse 17, he comes down through their order and he curses the earth. 
Now that's in the order. He didn't curse the earth first and then grab a hold of Adam and then get Eve and then do the devil. He went to the source. Went to the top of the problem. Now you're seeing this in order. I didn't write it. God put it that way. And God has a reason for doing that. We're going to look at it. And uh, then we'll see it. Now Satan used the woman to bring sin into the world. Your reason he is is because he knowed he could get by with Eve and he was no pushover for Adam. You said Adam was a stronger man. Well, the Bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel. God says that in the Word of God. I didn't write that down, but you can look it up. God said she's the weaker vessel. So God even admits that. And you might as well too. But God used, I mean, the devil used the woman to bring sin. But thank God, God reversed it. Because he used the woman to bring the seed, amen, and the Savior to save the world. Thank God for that. So God didn't destroy a woman because of it. You see, God made the woman uh, for the helpmeet uh, to comfort Adam and to help him in all his affairs. Sometimes I, I hear preachers say God made a woman to help mate. In other words, just to have children and be a sex object. That's not what God made the woman for. He made her to be a helpmeet. She tries to take care. Her job is to take care of the man. Amen. I believe a woman ought to do the best she can and all she can for her husband. But I also believe that the husband ought to do all he can for the ma'am. Amen. The lady. Amen. So we look at that. Now, we'll see that God has given a promise in chapter 3 and verse 15 that God's going to give a deliverance. And he did. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's look at verse number 16 of this chapter. I'm just going to hit the highlights because I won't be able to stay here all night. The Bible said in 3.16 under the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. Amen. I've never had a baby, but they say that's tough. You ladies will agree with me, I'm sure. He said, multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And then notice this phrase he puts on the end of that. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. Thy desire shall be to thy husband. Then he says, and he shall rule over thee. We have no problem thus far, right? In other words, the man is supposed to be the head of the house. We'll talk about that a little later in just a minute. Now, we go back and look in 1 Corinthians at something. I want you to look at it. In 1 Corinthians, we was in chapter 14 a while ago. We want to back up to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to use our Bible tonight. I'm going to let you get to a lot of places. I'm not preaching what I think. I'm preaching what God says. 1 Corinthians 11.3, I preach this and this what I'm preaching tonight would make most people in the county and most churches mad as they could be. But I'm going to have to stand before God and I don't want to stand before God knowing that I didn't tell you. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, and whatever you do with this is not my business. But it is your business between you and God. And if you want the blessing of God, you're going to have to do it. Amen. If you want to be blessed of the Lord, you're going to have to honor it. Chapter 11, verse 3 of the book of 1 Corinthians. And this is what Paul says, But I would have you to know that the head of every man is, say it with me, Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Now the man don't he, me and you, uh, we have boss too. Amen. We got somebody over us. Amen. I'm a pastor here, but brother, I, I have to answer to one that's higher than me. He's mine, my overseer tonight. Amen. He's the he's the shepherd. I'm just an under shepherd, and I'm limited to what I can do 
And I honor what he tells me to do. So God has an order for the man. He has an, That's another message I'm going to preach to. The order for the preacher. Amen. I like what Brother Burrell said tonight. He came up and he talking about suit and ties and things. And he said he likes these older preachers. He has had an old fashion about him that he thought a preacher ought to look like a preacher. That's right. Amen. Now we see him standing behind these little glass pulpits. Amen. And a pair of blue jeans and sometimes the legs of them sawed off. And no tie. And three hires sticking out the top up here. And don't even look like a preacher to me. Amen. So there is an order for the man. There's an order for the man of God. And there's an order for the church. And we're going to deal with them. And we need that. That's something that's not being preached in our day. And so he says that Christ is the head of man. And man is the head of the woman. And God is the head of Christ. Now God's got the order. And if I step out of line as a man tonight. And I think that I can rule over God's heritage then I'm out of, out of line and God will deal with me. Amen. Ladies, if you've got a job tonight to be obedient to the husband and you don't do it, you gotta, God's going to deal with you. Now, I want to go to look at this just a little bit more and break it down. You see, man, man deals and rules with his head. He wants facts. He, won't, he, he goes by what he... What he he uses reasoning. Men use reasoning. Now that's not what God made women with. They rule with their heart. Have you ever heard a woman say something like this? I just follow my heart. Well, I'm going to give you some Bible on that. Amen. Just show you tonight. If You just, you said, oh, I just follow my heart. I heard women that they've talked to. Uh, do you believe God has called you to preach? And they'll say, I just follow my heart. Proverbs 28. And you're going to find in a minute why God won't let you preach. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 26. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Follow your own heart. God said you follow your heart and you're a fool. You know why? Nobody knows their heart. Amen. Our heart is desperately wicked. You with me? You can't follow your heart. You've got to follow God. So a man follows with his head. And a woman follows with her heart. Well, you see what God said? God said he, he wanted to do something about it because the man was broken. He had no companion. So God's seen that falling his head is not enough. You take a home tonight that's followed and led by the head and not the heart with it. Amen. It won't be a perfect home. That's why tonight we need homes with daddies and mamas. Fathers and daddies if you want to call it that way. And that's why we got problems in America because most of the homes are either led by two men, two women, or a, a, a woman that's uh, the leader of the home or a man by itself. And the home will not be complete like that. I'll explain to you the difference. Little old Junior comes in the house. Oh, he's screaming. He's done skinny his knee. And blood poured everywhere. It looks like his legs cut off. And Mama said, oh, oh, my baby, come here. Come. Oh, oh. She goes all to pieces. Wipes it off. Oh. And Daddy comes in and says, what's wrong? Oh, he's skinny himself up. He's, he, he's a bleeding all over. And he says, oh, calm down a minute. We'll figure it out. I believe he needs stitches. No, it's just scattered everywhere. And he wipes it off and looks at it and he says, 
Oh, it's just a little scratch. Oh, the little boy's just a screaming. Oh, my little baby. And she worries about him for two days. He's, he can't walk. She says the next day, Son, can you know he's going through the house like it? And he, he just eats that up. Now, am I telling the truth or not telling the truth? Mama's going by her heart. Two days later, the little boy is still walking around. And he looks over and said, Junior, suck it up. Amen. Do what? All right, I'm telling you. So what happens? Man's running it from his head. And that by itself is not good enough. So God put a woman in there to help him. That's right. So what happens is, sometimes a man comes home, oh, I'll tell you what, the old job's been tough today. I think I'll just quit. And she puts her arms around him because she knows the paycheck will get cut off. And she says to him, Honey, you might better think this over. You know, God's grace is sufficient. It's amazing what women can say to you sometimes that can help you. God put them in your home. Now I know a little bit more about that. And it's worse on me now than it's ever been because I used to have a wife that I could confide in and talk to. I don't have that no more. Brother Burke, you don't either, do you? No, you miss her, don't you? Yes, indeed. Amen. I'm going to tell you. Amen. I'm going to tell you tonight. It's a problem. It's a problem. And so we see that. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm preaching just what the book says. Teaches us that. So God put us both together like that. Now there's three things that the devil done to Eve. I'll give you the three things that he done. Number one, he made her question the authority of the Word of God. Number two, he made her question the accuracy of the Word of God. And number three, he made her question the acceptability of the Word of God. And you'll read that, if you will, in Genesis chapter 3 as we go back to Genesis for just a moment. In Genesis chapter 3... We'll find that's what he did. And we're going to lay this out. And I pray it might help you tonight. And the woman is at the place. Now she believes the Bible. She believes God. But she don't trust God or not. Uh, as a general rule. I know a lot of men that don't trust God. I know a lot of husbands that won't look to the Lord. Amen. But as a general rule, God has put that in the man to follow the guiding of the Word of God. And so, you know, a man has a, he makes a decision to buy an automobile. Well, she got 14 different colors. It's got to be brown on the inside, blue on the outside. Got to have a little tire, big tires. It's got to have this, it's got to have that. And uh, it's an ordeal to buy something for, with a woman. And I'll just turn around then since you said that. Sometimes a man uh, has a problem. I mean, a woman has a problem with, with those things. But a man has a... Because he's not going to buy nothing unless it's a four-wheel drive and a, a hemi under it. And she can't get in and out of that trap. You understand? So there has to be some kind of compromise between them and it won't get against the Word of God. So God has put the woman in the life of the man to help him out and He has put him to guide her. That's what a man's supposed to do, guide the woman. And when the man gets real selfish, the woman has a problem. When the woman gets real selfish, the man has a problem. And then when both of them get that way, brother, I want you to know it's chaos. Katie barred the door is what I always heard. Amen? So I know I'm preaching right. This is what we need. We need exactly what I'm saying. Now, I want to show you something. Maybe you've never seen this. When we get into the third chapter of the book of Genesis, we'll find that Eve is starting to talk in verse number 2 and 3. And I actually want to show you that she adds to and takes away from the Word of God. That's something God said you couldn't do in the last book of the Bible. 
That's one reason tonight that God won't let women preach. You remember I said this morning that transgenderism did not start from the world. It started from a woman. That's when she exalted herself over the powers of man. And she's taken the society. Listen, we're living in a day when women are in control. As a general rule, most everywhere. And I won't say no more about that. But Eve is running in Genesis chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, 4 and 5. She's running on two verses of Scripture. That's the only Scripture Eve has got. I thought that'd get your attention. Let's just see what Bible she's listening to and what she had. Matter of fact, God didn't tell her this. I'm going to prove it to you. In Genesis chapter number 2, verses number 16 and 17. Let's read them. And the Lord God commanded the man, that's Adam, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest, thou uh, eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. That's the only scripture that Eve had, and she could not read that. It was given before she is ever made. And Adam had to tell her what God said. How did Eve know? Adam had told her. Because I'm going to show you in chapter number 2, Adam, uh, Eve was not born till down in verse number 21. Of course, not born, she is made. The Bible said in verse 21, And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Now, I believe God's got this in line chronologically. I don't believe He's got verses ahead of it. Somebody said, Preacher, I don't believe, I don't believe uh, what you're fixing to say, and you don't know what I'm fixing to say, but you're going to say that in a minute when I say it. I don't believe, I read between the lines, no, God didn't say that. If God don't say it, He don't put it in His Word. But if He puts it in His Word, He says it. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And he goes on to tell in verse 23, 24, and 5. That's where Eve was made. She came, she had a promise of God she got from, from Adam. She only had two verses of Scripture. That's all we got a Bible. It's all the Bible that God spoke. Now we know the history is recorded there, but we're talking about what God said. Now she's made. Where'd she get the information? She got it from Adam. And she construed what Adam said. Now Satan went to Eve. He didn't go to Adam. I said that a little earlier. I want to press that a little more. He went to the heart and not to the head. Because the heart where the emotions are. And he knew that he could get the emotions. of one. I'm telling you, women are full of emotions. And there's nothing wrong, ladies, that you have an emotion. Amen. Just make sure you have your emotions in the right place. Amen. And uh, matter of fact, you wonder why these women are up speaking in tongues in all the Pentecostal churches. They got emotion. They feel. They, hey, they sway to get into it. God has to hit a man hard on the head. Make him understand he needs to shout a little bit. Unless he's a, 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 somebody wants to show out. Now God gave these instructions before He made Eve. I'll give you that. Her part of the Bible was written before she came on the scene. And our part of the Bible was written before we came on the scene. Amen. So we have to by faith believe this tonight. How she know? She knowed from Adam. Now look at chapter 3 verse 1. 
In chapter 3 of Genesis, verse 1, the first question that's ever asked in the Bible. Verse number 1 said, Yea, hath God said. Amen. The devil is approaching Eve. And he puts questions. And that had to run in the mind of Eve. First thing the devil does is try to make questions about the Word of God. What did I tell you a while ago? He's trying to question, get her to question the authority of the Word of God. All right. Then he began to cast doubt upon the Bible and the authority of the Bible. In verse number, uh, let's see, chapter 3 and down at verse number, uh, let's see, chapter 3 and verse 2. And he said unto the woman, Yea, that's a question to a sense and putting doubt, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now let's go back and read what God said. God said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now the devil says, he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So now Eve answers it back, and she responds in verse number 2 and 3, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. I don't reckon I've seen the word fruit in what God said. And it says, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. I don't believe I've seen where God said it's in the midst of the garden. And then he said, she said this, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. She's adding and taking away. She said uh, that not to eat of it, because she said on there, Neither shall ye touch it. I went back several times and read this. It didn't say anything about touching the tree. It said you don't eat of it. Somebody said, now, I believe God didn't want him to. Well, God didn't say that. If you'll show me he said that, I'll believe that. And you said, well, I just believe that's what. Don't believe. And then all the way through the Bible, you can believe something else that God didn't say. You take God's word face value for what he said. Don't add nothing to it nor take anything away from it. Preacher, man, woman, anybody. But one of the bad things, and I want to show you this, what God said in verse 17, I believe it's 17, verse 16. One of the worst things she could have done to change the word of God is found in verse 16 of chapter 2. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest... Look at that next word. What is it? Freely, Freely eat. Freely eat. Well, when she said it, she said, But of the fruit of the tree, in verse 3 of chapter uh, 3, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. She said nothing about freely eating. That's a key factor. Salvation is free. By the grace of God, she took that away. Added works to it by doing so. Also, she said, lest you die. Amen. That ain't what God said. Lest you die means there's a possibility that you could die. But God said, Thou shalt surely die in verse 17, chapter 2. She changed it. Now you understand tonight? Now I want to tell you something. We got a lot of songs that's been going on for years. Uh, and it, it has messed up people's minds. Adam is a type of Christ. And Eve is a foreshadow of the church. I preached that this morning. You can see that. Because she was taken out of the side of Adam 
and the church has been taken out of the sight of the Son of God. And we're not preaching on that tonight. Now the church has been doing the same thing that Eve done. They've been adding to and taking away from the Word of God for the last hundred years or two hundred years. Little at a time. Amen. Some of the new versions today even changed it uh, completely around. Brother, I'll tell you, it's a mess when you change it. I know my times are running out on me tonight, but I've got to get you a little bit more anyhow. You know what the Bible is? It's the last will and testament of God. This book is what you're going to be judged by. This is what you're going to face at the judgment bar. You're not going to face my preacher or anybody else's. You're going to face what thus saith the Lord in the Word of God, and God's going to judge us accordingly. Now, the devil casts doubt upon the Word of God. Amen. Can I just ask you, what is them little stores that some of y'all go to down yonder, what them hunting things? What's the name of them places? Bass Pro Shop. Shop. I don't know nothing about them because I don't do none of that. Let's just talk about Best Buy. Anybody know what Best Buy is? Electronics store. Well, suppose tonight that you and I went to Best Buy and we got their catalog. We got a big catalog and we looked at it and we found a computer in there that's selling for $492. And we decided we're going to fix this. And we somehow get everything we can and get every one of the catalogs. They're fixing to mail them all out. So we'll get all the catalogs. We know where they all are. And we're going to change that to forty nine ninety five. And so they open up a catalog instead of $492, it's $49.95. $49.95. We send it out and they get a flood on them computers. Do you think they're going to try to find out who that is? You think they're going to try to figure out who has come in on them and change the prices of what they've got? Sure they will. You think they'll prosecute you to the full length of the law? You know they will. But we're letting it happen up and down the country tonight getting by with it. They're changing the Word of God constantly. Amen. Now the woman, she saw, she abandoned the Scriptures. She used a paraphrased version of it. But I want to share something else with you. This will, get, this will help you ladies for a moment. Go with me tonight in verse number 17 of chapter number 3, Genesis. At this particular time, she was a woman leading the home. When she's dealing with the devil here in the the third chapter. You said, oh, I don't believe that. Well, look at verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Did I read that right? Because you've hearkened to the voice of the Lord. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Y'all tired or don't want to hear any more of it? Amen. Maybe it's getting under the skin. But it's true. So, I don't know, and I've asked myself the question, and I've asked God the question. He ain't give me the answer. And I'm not saying there's not an answer. He just hadn't showed it to me yet. Maybe I need to eat a little bit more and get a little stronger before I find it out. But where was Adam when the serpent is around? Now, if you know, you tell me. I'd like to find out. I don't believe he's standing there. I believe he's off over there doing something else. Amen. Huh? He could have stopped it if he'd been there. Amen. Surely he didn't just let her do that. Because he acted like he didn't know anything about it when she came to him. And hast eaten the tree of which I commanded thee, say, Thou shalt not eat of it. And then God curses him. So I'm looking at this. What happens? Where was he? I don't know. Then he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. You listen to her. You give in to her. You let her lead you. You let her drag you away. Nothing wrong with women giving their opinion. 
Nothing wrong with a wife. And I've had that. The wife says, I don't know what we ought to do that, honey, or not. I mean, we've tried to do things a few times. And she said, you know, I was thinking about this and thinking about that. And sometimes a woman, whether you want to believe this or not, they can come up with some real good counteractions. And sometimes a woman can remind us men of things that we didn't even think about because she's got emotion to her. Sometimes women can't figure out, Pastor, I just kind of like this. I built a house over yonder. And uh, we built that little house. And uh, I told my wife, I got up and I said, Honey, my, my Lord told me that we could build a house. We can't afford a house. I said, Oh, she said, how are you going to pay for it? I said, I don't know, but the Lord told me to build it. And if He told me to build it, He knows where the money's coming from. But you know, it's bad times out there. I said, I don't know if it'll ever get any better. It hadn't. It's always getting different, but we made it. Well, after we got the plans all drawn up and everything, guess what? I tried to put it... Now, she's not here to defend herself, and I'm not against her. Don't you dare even think that. Amen. She come back, I'd let her help me build a, a, a backyard outhouse if I had to. Amen. But I'm trying to tell you this. I said, we'll put it facing that road right down there. Well, I went out there and looked at it and I said it this way. And the fellow come over to do the construction and grade it off. And he graded it off and he said, all right, I believe this is where it's going to face the road right down there. And I said, all right. So he cut it down. I wanted a basement. She didn't want a basement. I won out on that one. Amen. I said, I want a full basement. And God give me my, my, my dream. It's full. You can't get in it. Amen. That wasn't what I had in mind. But guess what? We graded it out, put it there. She come home from work and she said, that house is crooked. I said, it's facing the road. She said, yeah, but it's facing it crooked. I said, well, it's done graded out now. She said, can't you get it changed? I said, yeah, we can get it changed. It's probably going to cost us. She said, well, we want to fix it. Well, I give in to that. I looked at it and I thought, I do want it to face. I got to looking and sure enough, it was just a little crooked. And I like it where it's at now. We moved it. Then we had all the windows, and she said, I want one window right over there. Of course, she done had all the others picked out. She said, I want one window, and they'd already dried it in. She said, I want to, you remember that, don't you? I want a window right over, huh? All right. Yeah, then we had to move the door. She said, I want the door moved over, and a window put right there. I said, all right. So here comes the fellers. That was no big deal. She put the door over and put the window in. I went and got a window and put it there. I asked her what size. She told me what she thought. She done, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how women, they measure. They don't know how to read a tape measure much. And uh, I went and got a window, brought it over there, give it to the fellas that was drying it in. They cut it out and put it in. She come out there and looked at it that afternoon and she said, that window's too big. I said, uh, that's what you said. She said, I didn't say that big. I said, you went. I want a smaller one. I said, all right. So I went and got another one and brought it over there and I said, change it. Well, they got it. That's getting aggravated at me. They didn't put side on it. Haven't changed all that again. Put it in. And it was smaller. She came over and she said, that's still too big. I said, woman, you go get the window. And bring it back over here and put it in the floor or I'll unload it for you. And we'll put it in. And uh, that one window like to cause a divorce. <laughs> well, we got it in. And me and her both has hated that window for all them years. <laughs> it just don't fit there. It's shiny. It, 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 it's a... Out on the porch. You can't see nothing on the other side of it. No, we done moved around things and checked. You can't see nothing. All right. And it's not because it's blocked. It's because 
Put a porch on it. All right. So anyhow, you understand what I'm saying? So we do those things and get them, and they do that, and it just happens. But God needs a man and a woman in the home. And if a man and a woman's not in the home, the home will not be right. Now, do you understand tonight why God won't let women preach? He didn't make them to preach. He didn't make a woman to preach. Now you'll find somebody tonight that's going to come and tell you they... they you see, when a woman preaches, she's reversing the role of what God's made for her. In our country, in America, we have reversed the role of what God has done. And America is miserable because they have reversed the role. Now this is not popular. But it's biblical. And I'll let you go. I could give you some more. But you got enough to chew on and know what I'm talking about. And I pray tonight that God will help you to understand all this. Amen. Man is to lead the woman and lead the home. Woman is to help with the man. Help me. That's what she's to do. She's to make his life comfortable. And I don't think a man ought to make a woman's life miserable either. Actually, God wants a man to love her husband, and he wants, his, he wants the husband to love his wife. There's a lot of people in the world tonight, they just got a marriage by a piece of paper. And I thank God for my wife. I, well, you guess what? I'm going to finish the story of the house there for a little bit. She said, I don't know how we can afford it. Amen. And I said, because God said, you know what? We afforded it. It wasn't easy. But God done. And I got to, amen, we got to talk about that for a long time. I'd say, don't, ain't you glad we built the house? She said, yeah, I am. I said, didn't you think we was going to pay? I didn't know where we was going to or not. But she come to the conclusion that God is going to take care of you. He did. Amen. And that's the way it is. So, hey, I hope that helped you tonight, ladies. I didn't try to skin your hide or nothing. I'm just telling you what God's laid out. And we don't want to get out of that line, do we? But stay in that order. Amen. Praise God. I know what you ladies can do now when he don't do what you want him to do. You know, you get get you don't get mean and stomp the floor and get on the coffee table like that woman did. You just get sweet and nice to him. Amen. Amen. But you better be careful if you override your position. Right. Heads bowed, eyes closed. God bless you. Somebody said, Preacher, I didn't particularly care for that kind of sermon tonight.